Oh, it is so good. It's been such a while since we've seen this man. We've heard from this man, and he is here in our new palatial, the square ESPN West Palm Studios, downtown West Palm Beach. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. You hear me talk about him all the time, but the man is here in the flesh. We've been worried about you. We know you're busy. We know that you're, you're, you're improving people's lifestyles, ear, nose, throat, snoring, all that. But we were more concerned about you from a... Hey, has this football season finally done you uh, win as a Giants well, well, Before we get into that, well, yeah, that already has happened. But, <laughs> You're but, but, but before we do that, I'd say not only is this beautiful and palatial, the new studios, but man, the music selection coming in, the clash, yeah. I got to pinch myself. That's my kind of... <laughs> That's my kind of stuff. Hey. I love that. I keep keep playing that kind of music. We uh, we 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 know your affinities, Doctor Goldhaber. Absolutely. No, it's nice to uh, nice to be home. Nice uh, to be home. So uh, again, what this football season? Do you admit you were most wrong about eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six? Social media at KLV one zero six three. And again, Doctor Neil Goldhaber. If you have ear issues, nose problems, throat concerns, if you are a chronic snorer, Doctor Neil Goldhaber has. As you're back. He's been doing it for decades. He is the authority. We call him the ENT extraordinaire. That's selling him short. Goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation with Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. That's Goldhabersinus.com. And what's good this year with Dr. Neil Goldhaber, not that, that he lets his mind wander when it's time to get down to business, but last year at this time, he had a Giants football team that was, was uh, elbowing its way, grinding its way in an inspiring manner towards the postseason so excuse dr goldhaber if there were times where he's got a little bit of the peripheral vision looking at the standings looking at the giants now i mean you haven't had to worry about that for quite some time no. so it's all ent matters no, now. no yeah that's how it is no listen the way i i tried to rationalize and when you're a giant fan a lot of times you have to rationalize right as a giant fan i have to say that last year we overachieved and this year we underachieved so you want to you know average it out it's, it's about where we should have been. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I think this year is what they thought last year was going to be. Uh, do you, uh, Stone, should I tell him my theory on Brian Dable? Should I give him my theory? My Brian Dayball theory? Uh-oh. I mean, he's not going to like it, but you can go ahead and give it to him. I think it's a sound theory, and I think it's actually respectful to Brian Dable to an extent, until it's not. Uh, but Brian Dable, my personal opinion is that he's the type of coach that's so good just sort of constructing offensive plans uh, on the fly that he's not equipped to have a quarterback that he uses year after year after year. Daniel Jones, he started running a high school offense, and he won with that, won a playoff game last year, and he's done the same thing with Tommy DeVito. I almost feel like the Giants, you changed the game with Brian Dable. You just give him a new quarterback to work Why with every single year. Why are you nodding your head, Goldhaber? No, You're- I, I kind of get what he's hey! I kind of get what he's saying. I don't know that I would. It's not bo- sustainable. I don't know, but I don't know if I would boil it down that 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 simply. I uh, I think Dable's a good coach. I think I think those out there who are sort of saying, oh, well, they may, and I have friends who've I've I've had text battles with about this. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna fight. No, they're not. No way. No, they're not. If you know anything about the Giants and and their administration. Okay, the, the, the Maras and the Tisha, they're not looking to fire guys. They, they didn't want to do what they had to do. Okay, they're going to give this guy, they're going to give Joe Shane 
every opportunity to get this right. Yep. All right. If if Woody Johnson isn't axing Robert Sala, then there's no way the Maras are are going to to, to fire Brian Dayball. And comparatively, the Giants are a feel good, heartwarming holiday story compared to what the Jets have become. Absolutely. And I mean, and someone like me can also say, why did they win those last few games? Why'd they do that? You know, it's all it does sure. is ruins their 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 draft opportunity. But yes, I, I said it. I was, you know, <laughs> oh, Goldhaver's going the tank rod. There's no pride here playing for pride, playing for for fortitude. No, we want draft. Picks. Right. We want to pick seventh. <laughs> I, I mean, oh, come on. Man. That's uh, fine. Right. spoken like a true Knicks fan, by the way. Uh, that is hilarious. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, GoldhaberSinus.com, GoldhaberSinus.com. There's a lot to dig in here. It's been a while since Dr. Goldhaber's been here. So uh, we, we've been talking today, though, uh, about uh, the thing that that you were most wrong about. And, uh, you know, for a lot of us, there's a lot of pride that comes into play, and especially me in this profession. You know Dr. Goldhaber, and you, you are, are a connoisseur of sports talk yourself. Uh, you sit on this microphone. You make declarations and you want these things to become true you want to manifest them because then it makes you look good i called that i predicted that i saw hot that takes, hot takes um but sometimes you've just got to admit I, I i really botched that and one of those things for me was me being a dolphins fan i was so tired though of hearing about the jujitsu with tua i was so sick of oh he's going through this lessons that'll keep him from having concussions i'm like what a bunch of nonsense he's injury prone unfortunately i i appreciate tua but the man now has a history of concussions this is a massive problem for him and so you get what you can get and just assume that he's probably going to end up missing significant time for you on a year-by-year basis and then you figure out his contract after that that said, when you look at a season where Joe Burrow is done for the year, you look at a season where Deshaun Watson's done for the year, Aaron Rodgers done for the year, uh, Justin Herbert uh, is done for the year, Daniel Jones, exactly. Trevor Lawrence is getting his brains beaten in literally on Sunday night. This has been the year of the superstar quarterback injury, or at least the QB1 quarterback injury, and guess who's still standing with three weeks left to go in the season who really hasn't had one single scare this year, who's somersaulting all over the field and tucking his chin and has learned when to take sacks, and that's Tua. And I look back, and I was poo-pooing it. Stone knows. I was making fun of the whole thing. Like, enough already. It's embarrassing. There might be something to that entire thing. Yeah, well, I mean, when I look at the Dolphins, and and yes, I watch them too, uh, I think it's about their their coach is amazing. He and really I'm going to give him all the credit. I feel like they said, we've got something here, but we've got to design an offense that allows him to get rid of the ball. And you know what? When I watch them, he gets rid of the ball quickly. He has the ability, though, give Tua the credit. He does make quick reads. The first time I ever became aware of Tua was in the championship uh, college championship game a few years ago when he came in for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And I will I, the first time I said, oh, this guy's going to be good, it was on the, the, the pass that won the game. Right. How he looked off the safety and went back the other way, and I don't know who he hit. Was it Jerry? Ju- was it Judy? I, it I don't was, know. Uh, who did he Devontae hit? Devontae Smith. Devontae was Smith, Devontae who's Jalen Hurts' top receiver right, now. Right, right. Well, well when I, I saw that play, and I, whoever I was, I said, I don't know if you just noticed that. That wasn't yeah. just a kid throwing it down. The, he looked off the safety. That right. was such a such a, a, a veteran move. Well, he threw the same ball to Jalen Waddle Sunday in uh, the, the win over the Jets. He just... He 
I I understand the rush to say Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, that's the MVP, that's the guy. But then with Jalen Waddle in the same spot, who's really fallen to a distant two behind Tyreek Hill, to be able to have Tyreek Hill production from as the number one receiver for Tua, where do we start? Uh, where do when do we start delineating that line between oh it's Tyreek Hill, oh Tyreek Hill, and oh wow Tua delivers the hell out of that football to guys with speed. It's not an easy proposition. No, it is. It is. It is not. But they've. They finally have played to his strengths, and I think that's the key. That is the key. That's That goes back to our Brian Dable conversation. The Brian Dable finds a guy, plays to his strengths. The problem is, uh, Daniel Jones, you play to his strengths one year, and then it's on film. And then Daniel Jones shows that he's Daniel Jones, and it becomes infinitely more difficult for someone who's limited like Daniel Jones to continue to play to those strengths. Yes, and Daniel Jones, you know, and I've I've tried to support him, but I think it was I think it was on 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 ESPN. Yeah, it was. Dan Orlovsky brought out before he got hurt about how you could put all the problems with the Giants on their offensive line, but when he really analyzed it, he says Daniel Jones is missing a lot of throws. He's yeah. he's not. So yeah. it's not just them. You got to give some of the blame to Daniel Jones as well that he's just not making the reads. Now maybe he's maybe he's seeing ghosts. Right? We've used that sure. parlance before. He's running for his life. I I definitely think that. But you got some throws that are right there. You've got to be able to make. Uh, what have you What have you been wrong about this football season? Where you're willing top fifty market number one sports radio station, Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. I mean the best damn midday show there is possible. You're willing to sit here in front of this audience and say. I, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, was wrong about well, this. Well, we're, we're talking about it. I mean, I really felt coming into this year, year two of, of Dayball and the Giants, not to make it New York-centric, but I will. That's fine. Right? No, I, I thought that they were going to – I don't think I there – were, there were people out there saying they could be a, 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 a sleepy Super Bowl contender. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's, it's out there. Uh, I didn't say that, but I thought they'd be really good. I, I thought they'd be – They'd be maybe a top four, top five team. So I was, I was obviously wrong about. It. I didn't put it this way. I didn't see this disaster. Yeah, and the thing is with the Giants is that the first five to six weeks was an abject disaster, right, Stone? Like it was. They were. We called them the most unwatchable football team in the NFL, right? Yeah, we did do that multiple also, times. I, Hearing New York Giants paired with like a top four, top five team is tough, right? You're in the stratosphere with the Niners, the Ravens, these teams. Like, if you think that that was the case, I like it. It's no, but, it's just but, tough no, to hear. But, no, but no, it's tough to hear now. But Ken, I think you can support me. I'm not just. I didn't just pull that out no. of thin air. And they came a game from being in the top four teams in the NFL a season ago. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was really again. You could you could. You could break that down. I mean, did any of us think their defense would be this bad? That's the thing. I thought that even if Daniel Jones reverted back to Jonesing, which I thought was possible, and I think you thought was possible too, but I trust Dayball. I thought that the defense was going to be able to carry the day for the Giants and they'd be competitive in the division because of that. And then you come up with a couple of wins maybe you didn't deserve. Maybe you lose a couple that you're like, what the hell? But the Giants are still in the playoffs. And by that design with the defense carrying the day, you say, hey, they can make another run. It was very similar to last year. But when the defense faltered, 
the Giants were unwatchable for six weeks. The problem is you've now seen the Giants' real defense over the past, like, six weeks. And Tommy DeVito comes in and Brian Dable does his magician act with, with Tommy DeVito. That's why, while the season has sucked for the Giants, and yeah, you thought they would be a, maybe a top four or five team. You were wrong. But I don't think that Giants fandom should be in despair over the season because they've sort of reclaimed this a little bit. Yeah, no, they haven't. I mean, you want to take positives, not to make this, you know, all giant talk, right? Kayvon Thibodeau's had a phenomenal yeah. year. Well, people were starting to bag on him because he's all talk, he's all talk, he's trash talk, he's on I'll, social media. I don't, but I don't know if he had a sack, but he had 11 and a half sacks going into yesterday. Right. I mean... His whole perception was, oh, this is just a young punk. And now it's, no, this guy kicks your ass. And it's awesome. Absolutely. So things to, things, things, there is some positivity going into the future. We'll see, we'll see what they come up with for next year. What can you admit? You were just wrong about, flat out wrong about this football season. I say, hey, this jujitsu storyline, all right, I'll take it with two and now. I sort of believe now when he's one of the few quarterbacks left standing, he hasn't missed a snap this year. I hope that is not the uh, injury kiss of death with the Cowboys coming in, and they got the Ravens and the Bills coming up, but you've already run through a gauntlet. At this point, I've already gotten more games out of two than I thought, so there you go. Uh, and 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 Dr. Goldhaber is saying, hey, the Giants, the Giants, I, th- I thought they were going to be good, and it just hasn't worked out that way. I got to say, though, and I sort of guffawed at it a little bit at first, but now like, I think it's fun. The Tommy DeVito thing is legitimately fun. Now, Stone of all people, Stone, who's always like, oh, don't censor me. Ah, uh, it's just a joke. Ah, uh, everybody's too easy to be offended. He was actually uncomfortable anytime we started bringing up the Italian stereotype with Tommy DeVito. And what I was telling Stone, and you can attest to this as someone from that area, yep. um, it, the Italian Americans, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them, they find the Italian stereotype fun. They play into it. And. Uh, just look at Tommy DeVito with the hand motion. Like, he plays into it. Sean Stellato, his agent, who's now one of the biggest faces along with Taylor Swift in the NFL, he's playing into the thing. Like, it's okay to have fun with something. And I think Tommy DeVito's case in point, which has made the giant season bearable. Absolutely. No, it, it, is, it is fun. And it's interesting because... You know, Tommy DeVito's living in his parents' house in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. I grew up 15 minutes from there. Really? So people, people, <laughs> um, Italian Americans like Tommy DeVito and, yeah. and his parents who are my age. Uh, these are all the these are all the the people I grew up with. So I know that stereotype. And yes, they are having fun. They're they're bringing cutlets to. I was going to the say, There's I mean, nothing more Italian than living at home in your 20s in an Italian family and your mom making you chicken cutlets every night. No, it's a, it's unbelievable. It's a great it's a great story. Uh, I I did make this proclamation last week because we were talking about best nicknames, best uh, sports nicknames, and so people have been calling Tommy DeVito Tommy cutlets and stone was like that's epic that's amazing but i was like it's okay but johnny football objectively is a better sports nickname my thing with tommy cutlets is that any neighborhood in jersey probably has one there's a tommy cutlets right that's exactly (laughs) what i said well but johnny football i mean that that's such a it is kind of a generic vanilla name (laughs) so that was my argument uh, I, i kind of agree i guess johnny baseball johnny bench right was he Johnny? I thought I thought people would call him Johnny Baseball. Johnny Baseball. I'm not sure. No, I don't no. Think. Did I? Did I? Did I, 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 I,
Johnny Baseball. I don't know why. No, you know what? No, okay, wait. New York area. Um, Don Mattingly, who was my hero Donnie as a kid, Baseball was Donnie Baseball. Okay, that, that's, that is, that's You could find a million New York Post covers that say Donnie, Donnie Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. yeah, no doubt Be- about it. Because Donnie Baseball exists, Johnny Football doesn't hit as hard. Okay, like Donnie it, Baseball is objectively better than Johnny Football. I agree. Yeah, was I'm the original that. Johnny Football Johnny Unitas? Was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we called him that. <laughs> you were born. That was my time. You were born right 30, there with Johnny. U. thirty years after he took his final snap in the Baltimore Colts. <laughs> That's right. Oh God. Uh, but but I I I know you had mentioned we were talking about it. The New York Post had had compared uh, Tommy DeVito and uh, the sensation he's become to Linsanity with the Knicks. Yes. Now. I agree. Same city. And I think that there's something about it's something that can only really kind of happen in New York because you get the tabloid machine behind it and the media machine behind it easier in New York than you would anywhere else. Like nothing like this could happen in Sacramento. Right. It would be hard for it to happen here in Miami. But in New York, little flashes in the pan can suddenly turn into something gargantuan just because you have that huge media machine pushing the whole thing. I, I still feel like, though, Linsanity was was bigger and more explosive than Tommy DeVito and the Giants. Yeah, I I think so and and you, we can analyze that. I mean, you know, if you want if you're going to if you're going to, you know, cone down on it. I mean, basketball, you've got your five players and the football team is a, sure. is a bigger deal. Um yeah, there's it's a little different rooting the, the Knicks and the Giants. I, it's a, it's a different vibe, but there are a lot of similarities. The, you know, coming out of nowhere, a yeah. guy who probably even shouldn't have been on an NBA NBA roster, a guy who wasn't drafted, sort of same idea, same idea who, you know, just looking the, the Jets wanted him to come in on a tryout but not even for any money, just like on your own dime. I, I think there's a there's there's a same there's a same vibe there's a same uh, uh, feeling of rooting for the a little little bit of like Rudy like rooting for the underdog sure sure you know I think with Jeremy Lin one you've got the the Madison Square Garden setting and it was in the midst of just Nick's doldrums and all of a sudden there's this beacon of of light and Jeremy Lin is someone who who doesn't and didn't look like anybody else in the NBA. Well, the ethnicity part, the ethnicity part is is a similar thing. Yeah, but but, but sure. you're, you're but you're right. It it was it was explosive. Again, maybe the way people look at it. I just I don't know. I feel like there's a little more focus and intensity. I'm not. I'm not it might have been because it was standalone though too. And and that that era of the NBA, you've got the big three. The Knicks are just sort of existing, and then all of a sudden. He pops up out of nowhere and starts stealing headlines. It just it felt different, but I also think that the, at that point where Jeremy Lin started going off, the Knicks are standalone. There's not anything else going on. You've got Tommy DeVito, fun story, good stuff. While there is a conflagration, an absolute dumpster fire, H bomb incineration happening in the same building with the New York Jets that's stealing a bunch of headlines as well. I think that probably doesn't help the the Tommy DeVito comparison to Jeremy Lin. Yeah, but there were other things with Jeremy Lin that made it made it explode. Also, you got to remember uh, uh, Kobe. Famously was like, oh, they asked him about it. I never heard of him pregame. He had already had a few games, and what I think, and I think the the documentary is called Thirty Eight or something. He yeah. comes out and he puts thirty eight right. points right. on, and they beat the right La- they beat head. the Lakers. I yep. mean, that was like the stuff of legend. No, you no, know? and you get I get I get, chi- I get chills thinking about it. 
You know, it was just really, it was uh, amazing. And he parlayed that into, that's also too, is I don't know that, that Tommy is going to parlay this into some big contract. Jeremy Lin signed a, signed an offer sheet with Houston and, and made some dough. Yeah. Yeah, for you know? sure. And for had sure. a, had a reasonable, you know, by certain standards, NBA career, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, again, we were talking about Tommy DeVito. I think what he's showed us is that he's a serviceable quarterback who could at least be a backup on a team, whether it's with the Giants next year or any other team. He's shown that he's got he's capable when he's put with the first team, gets the reps, yada yada, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it is somewhat different, but a lot of similarities. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna let this this build to a dramatic revelation from Stone because I want you to hear, Dr. Goldhaber the profound quarterback point that Stone made. It was probably nine days ago. I remember it so vividly because it was so profound about the role of the number two quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Let me first, though, make sure that I'm telling everybody about Dr. Neil Goldhaber, like I do all the time, but since he's here, sitting to my left, I might as well really talk him up. GoldhaberSinus.com. GoldhaberSinus.com. This man for decades, not just a flash in the pan like Tommy DeVito or Jeremy Lin. This is staying power. This is Patrick Ewing. This is Legacy, Dr. Neil Goldhaber, based out of Boynton Beach. Again, doing it for decades. Ear, nose, throat issues, snoring. For some people, you say, hey, it's annoying that I've got this ringing in my ears or I have this constant congestion. No, the thing is, you don't have to live like that. I've been telling you, you don't have to live like that. There are fixes for these things. Dr. Neil Goldhaber has seen it. He has fixed it. He has helped people. It's a lifestyle change. It is life-changing when you're not having to walk around and all the time. It, it just makes a difference, and that's where Dr. Neil Goldhaber comes in. Ears, nose, throats, as well as snoring issues. It is Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Get the consultation. It's easy. GoldhaberSinus.com. Goldhaber, if you need help spelling it, G-O-L-D-H-A-B-E-R. You're welcome. GoldhaberSinus.com. If you can't spell sinus, I can't help you. GoldhaberSinus.com. And get checked out. Go in for the consultation and do something for yourself. Uh, Stone, if you could... The point you made, the quarterback point you made that I absolutely loved, I embraced it, and I have not taken it as my own. I credit you, but I've said it to multiple people since. Please present this to Dr. Neil Goldhaber. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to help me out, okay, because I spit yeah, plenty of quarterback takes. Uh, I don't necessarily remember. About the, the number two quarterback, the backup quarterback in the NFL. You're starting. You're going to start seeing a run, a prioritization in off-seasons of NFL teams getting a number two quarterback, a serviceable, a good starter-level number two quarterback um, where uh, like you see what happened with the Jets. That quarterback room sucked. Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and then it really, really showed how sucky it was. How many teams are in contention this year on their backup quarterback? How many teams fell out of contention as soon as their number one quarterback went down? Who's that guy starting for the Chargers now? Easton Stick. How is Easton Stick the backup to Justin Herbert? It's unconscious Stone's point was, I'll say it for him since he doesn't remember it. Well done, Stone. I'm trying to give you some shine here that you're going to see because the NFL is a copycat league. People are going to see what happened this year and they are going to make a huge prioritization of a number two quarterback starter level and actually spend some significant money potentially in off seasons. Yeah, I can see that. But I was going to say, as it comes to the Jets, they had one. Look at Joe Flacco. Yeah, right. Joe Flacco is going to lead Cleveland into the playoffs. 
And there are some people saying that the Browns are sleeper Super Bowl picks because the experience of Joe Flacco, who's average, but I think that might be all the Browns need with that defense. And at this point, Joe Flacco is truly, you know, quote unquote, managing the game if you really watch, but he doesn't make dumb mistakes. He has the experience. He's played and won a Super Bowl and their defense is, you know, you know, world class, right? Yep. So, so could they make a run? I, definitely. Well, in the most Stone thing possible, I had to convey what Stone, uh, the point he made, because I, it was he a, forgot about it. It was a four-pronged point, though. So you were going to pick up one randomly. I was going to more so lean towards the fact that we're going to stop fawning over quarterbacks in the draft and start just grabbing a guy who's been in the league for eight years already. Like, we're going to just get rid of the Drake Mays well, and stuff. You guys can stay on the side. Like, I'm going to go grab a Gardner Minshew. Is Why? it possible because the days of rushing this rookie quarterback yeah, into exactly. a starting position Will and Levis. going back to being able to maybe let them acclimate, maybe those days are coming back. Well, the the, the Packers have, have sort of turned that into a cottage industry, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. O- over over thirty years, sure. practically, and, and right? it's never not worked. No, right. so it takes I, no, I, I right. agree. It hasn't. It's it's been their formula. Because and it's worked. I mean, Jordan Love showed me more than I thought I was going to see. I agree. I was wrong about him. I thought that Jordan Love was uh, was uh, done, done, and now he's serviceable. Bryce Young, I'm very concerned about his progression. So, but you know. Wasn't ready. Size matters. Size. size. <laughs> In a multitude of ways, Dr. Goldhaver is right. Size absolutely matters, including at the quarterback position. Uh, my man, always good to talk to you. Uh, great being here. Great seeing you guys. I hope the holiday's been great. I hope it continues to be great, and we'll talk to you in the new year, okay? Looking forward. Thanks, guys. Dr. Neil Goldhaber, goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. All your ENT matters. If you're a snore, I'm telling you, this man does wondrous things. Goldhabersinus.com. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levicka. Theo and Stone, ESPN. 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. A special holiday edition of LaVica, Theo, and Stone, our last show before the Christmas holiday here on ESPN 1063. And if you're preparing the holiday meal, you're going to want to listen in just a moment after I tell you. About the South Florida Fair, it's the season together with family and friends, the season to create everlasting memories. Make those memories last with tickets to the South Florida Fair. Dive into the fun with this year's fair theme, celebrating ocean and marine wildlife. See a live shark show. Get up close with sea lions and plenty more opportunities to enjoy an immersive underwater experience. Discount tickets and ride vouchers on sale now at Publix and online SouthFloridaFair.com. The fair opens January 12th, West Palm Beach, South Florida Fairgrounds. Dive into the fun with the South Florida Fair. Well, a lot of you this time of year have what they call cooking anxiety, especially if you have family coming in and uh, you're having to prepare for a multitude of people. It's it's scary sometimes for the uninitiated, Theo. It's got to feel weird. It's got to feel tough, and there's a lot of pressure. So the, Pressure cooker. The good thing is... We here at Levicka Theo and Stone, we have your back. We welcome him back here. He is our cooking insider here on Levicka Theo and Stone. He is the executive chef at Pig Beach Barbecue in West Palm Beach, 2400 South Dixie Highway. By the way, open Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. open New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. open New Year's Day. It's our good friend Matt Abdu here on Levicka Theo and Stone. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, there Merry that is. Christmas. Well, the production staff, that they could have done. 
done better there. I feel like uh, Matt, welcome back to the show. Appreciate you. I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick What's your. Going on, guys? Uh, I just want to to give you a heads up. Picking your brain primarily with ham and pork. Is that okay? That's fantastic. Awesome, awesome. So why don't we start here? If we're going a traditional ham here on uh, on yes, Monday, sir. especially Christmas Day. Uh, what are some of the, the tips and techniques you can give those that might be a little bit green when it comes to preparing a holiday ham? Well, we can, we can go down a really deep rabbit hole talking about specific types of ham, salt-cured hams and whatnot, but I think for the novice that's out there that's looking to do a delicious holiday-baked ham, um, it, go and find yourself the best Spiral cut ham you can find. Uh, stores like Costco, Publix, they're all going to carry these incredible spiral cut hams. Lots of times they come with a really cool glaze packet. That's either sometimes a glaze or it's a powder that you mix in with water or there's a recipe to glaze it up with. I would take that aside. I would do your own sort of homemade glaze to like really kick it up and make it really something special and unique to you. But those holiday hams are fantastic. They're already cooked. They're already pre-sliced, so really all you have to do is kind of gently warm them in your oven, glaze them up with whatever glaze you're going to put on them at the end, and then they're pretty much ready to serve and ready to go, and it's what people typically like during the holidays, and there's no need to soak a ham a day or two before to kind of get the salt off of it if you're doing like a salt-cured Virginia ham kind of thing. They're really easy, they're delicious. And it's something that anybody can do. It seems to me that ham is much easier to prepare than, uh, say, turkey when we uh, went in-depth there around Thanksgiving time. Well, it is, especially especially if you're getting one of those pre-cooked, pre-cured, pre-cooked spiral-cut hams. Now, if we want to talk about going out and buying a raw ham and going through the process of curing it, we've probably missed that deadline of time that you can be able to do that Mm. uh, effectively because it usually takes about a week to appropriately cure a ham minimum if you're doing it in like a wet cure of like, uh, you know, you're using cure number one, water, salt, sugar, letting it cure in there for about a week to fully penetrate all the meat that's in there. And then you would have to go about cooking it afterwards, which you can certainly do, but it's really a time, um, it's a, a big time process. And, and right now with the holidays being about four days away, uh, your best bet at this moment is to go find yourself a style cut ham or a pre-cooked, pre-cured ham that you can really just kind of warm up, glaze up with whatever, toppings you want. I mean, the traditional stuff are those pineapple slices, the, the maraschino cherries, the cloves kind of suck into the ham. You can add all those things to those pre-cooked hams that are fabulous and you just warm them up and they're ready to go. They look beautiful, they taste delicious, and they're really great. But if you wanted to go the homemade cured ham route, we could probably miss that deadline to get that done in time. Yeah, I did not know that. That's important to know. Yeah. So if you slacked, you're out of luck. Go get that uh, that pre-prepared ham, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Abdu. We'll see what people do. Well, and I think that for lazy people like me, too, that would always be the plan. But, yes, there are some ambitious people that, hey, <laughs> sorry, you've missed your deadline. Matt yeah. Abdu is the executive chef of Pig Beach. Pig Beach Barbecue, 2400 South Dixie Highway in West Palm. Uh, you can order to go at pigbeachnyc.com. And, again, open Christmas Eve, 1130 in the morning, close Christmas Day. But open again New Year's Eve at 1130 a.m. Open New Year's Day at 1130 a.m. It is Pig Beach. Pig Beach Barbecue. Now, uh, I am a a white person who was raised on ham at holiday time, but I have married into a Cuban family, which means I have Noche Buena on Christmas Eve, which means pork, 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 pork. Uh, Pork is sometimes a tricky proposition from a meat standpoint. Matt, if we could pick your brain, what are some of the tips to know about pork? 
Well, I, I mean, I think pork is probably one of the most underrated cuts of protein out in the market, especially for entertaining on the holidays. It is absolutely going to be your best bang for your buck economically. And you can go out and get some really beautiful pork rib racks, which is like the entire pork loin with the bones still attached to it. So it's like one big continuous pork chop. And you can do these roasts in your oven. They can be cooked in about 90 minutes or so. You can season them up. One of the things I love doing during the holidays to a pork roast like that is you, it's a very simple recipe for all of you guys listening. Jot this down. You're just going to smear the entire pork roast with a little bit of Dijon mustard, mm. season it with some salt and pepper, and then we're just going to take some chopped rosemary, maybe some chopped thyme, and lightly sprinkle that all over the pork roast. We're going to put it in the oven, fat cap up so the bone side is down. Okay. That way when the fat renders, it almost self-based that pork chop. Wow. It's just going to add all that juiciness and flavor to it. And then you're going to roast it really hot at about 425 for the first 20, 30 minutes or so. That's going to get a nice browning effect on the entire pork loin. Mm. And then we're going to turn the heat down to around 325 and let it go for about another hour or so until it gets that internal temperature of 140 degrees for a perfectly cooked pork loin roast. Now, a lot of people think that you need that pork meat to be white, white, white. One of the worst campaigns the pork board ever put on was the other white meat. Pork is edible. It's completely safe to eat with that lightly pink hue to the center of it. You can almost cook it to like a medium temperature like you would a steak. Don't be afraid of it. It's going to make that pork be so much more juicy, so much more tender. You're going to thank me later, and there's no fear of anything having to be cooked at that temperature. It's going to be absolutely delicious. For anybody who wasn't able to get all that down, but again, that's really good information. Uh, the, the free Levica Theo and Stone podcast, wherever you get your podcast, we'll have it up for you, ready to go. Uh, well, you know what we should do, Stone? Let's let's isolate a Matt's portion here so that people can just download it right. uh, by, by its lonesome so they can make sure that they have all the information they need. Is that good? Done deal. Awesome. Uh, Matt, really appreciate you as Always outstanding, outstanding tips for the folks in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. You have a great holiday, and uh, we'll talk to you as we close in on the new year, okay? Same for you guys. And so don't forget, with those spiral-cut hams and that Cuban family, save that leftover ham to make yourself some delicious Cuban sandwiches the Mm. next day. You're going to thank me later. Let's Come go. On, All right. Well, I've Matt. already taken that note right there. That's uh, Matt Abdu, the executive chef at Pig Beach Barbecue in West Palm Beach. Uh, some good and useful holiday tips if you're the one who's preparing the family meal this year. Matt making it happen. That's, that's make it happen Matt right there, make man. Make it happen Matt. And he, that he's ain't bad. picking up some good, uh, really good recipes. Good. And remember, remember, uh, fat calf up. Fat calf, fat calf up, up if you're preparing pork. So the meat's rendered. Let that, let That's that, right. Let that fat just drip down. Uh, and baste your pork. Just baste. Yep. Uh, pigbeachnyc.com. Pigbeachnyc.com. That's Pig Beach Barbecue. Uh, you want to tell the fine folks uh, about uh, Kaiser Golf, Theo? Is that because uh, I know you've been. Yeah. Don't even. Don't get yeah. them started. Don't do Can it. Can I do it? Don't it's do my it. Say it once. Get it out of your system. It's the pitcher. Tom Glavin. No. It's the pitcher. No, no. no. Zach Grinky. Just because you use a pitching wedge doesn't mean that you're pitching out there on the course. I'm Kaiser there, Golf uh, is trying to work him out of this vocabulary, this vernacular. Well, my my golf coach, Peter, I'll ask him uh, after the holiday season when I get back into lessons um, if he's cool with me saying that he taught me how to pitch on the golf course. But until then, I mean, guys, just, just lock in. Kaiser University, the Golf Coaching Center, is the place to be if you do want to work on your game. Maybe you find some of your own vernacular as well, but they will teach you the proper context 
and the proper words to use, along with the proper swing and the proper stroke. Uh, They have the facilities, the tools, and the coaching that you need. You can enjoy the best facilities in all of the area with outdoor facilities that include expansive chipping and putting area. we got practice bunkers, a huge putting green, and a full practice swing or a full swing practice area. But the best thing yet is you never know how the weather's going to be, even in these times in South Florida when it's supposed to be all hunky-dory. The Kaiser University Golf Center, a 2,000-square-foot indoor training area. They've got three hitting bays, a private classroom in each of those hitting bays. They have those golf trackers to where you can actually watch your swing back on video with your golf coach. So if you're doing something wrong, not only do they get to tell you what's wrong, they can show you, which has been so helpful for me in my first uh, lesson when I learned how to pitch it. Learn how to pitch on that golf course. Mm-hmm. The College University Golfing Center is in the heart of Palm Beach County. You can find it right off I-95 and the Turnpike. Find out more at KaiserGolfCenter.com. Uh, real quick, Stone, uh, a, can we do an injury emporium, a Baptist Health Orthopedic Care injury emporium? Put! Green! Put! Put! Oh, no. There's a man down. Dolphins at practice yesterday, a DNP to Tyreek no. Hill. No. That does not mean that he's not going to play against the Cowboys Sunday. It does mean that they are being real, 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 real cautious with the ankle of the Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill, a DNP yesterday in Miami Gardens. That is your Baptist South Orthopedic Care Injury Emporium. Am I worried? <laughs> no, no, no. Yes. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. For more information, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. When we return, a hockey-induced orgasm and the worst mayor in America. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken LaVica, Theo and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Chestnuts roasting on an open From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Ah, nice and cozy, just like when you win money with the best daily fantasy prize picks. Tonight, Stafford versus Carr. That's your quarterback matchup. Yeah, there there that is. I mean, that's exciting. It's like 2015. Yeah. Matt Stafford, more than 224 and a half or fewer than 224 and a half passing yards. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Ooh, that's Saints D. Are they in New Orleans? This game is, uh, I believe, in New Orleans, right? It's pathetic that we don't even know. I know. The game I know. is in in L.A. Oh, it's in L.A. It's at yeah. SoFi. Oh, I guess they're both domes anyway. Okay, yeah, I like, I like Matt more than. It was a point. It was entirely There's pointless. There's no L.A. fans. Yeah. There's, yeah. I guess it would have mattered if it was so an more adult. than or fewer than? More than. More than. There we go. That's how we're going to start our venture into Thursday NFL prize picks, the best daily fantasy. Use the promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with prize picks. Prize picks. And again, the game's in L.A. There you go. We knew that from the start. Prize picks, the best daily fantasy. That is prize picks. 
Come play with us. Uh, who are we going to, Stone? Who are we going to? Who are we going to? Devin and Boca. Devin and Boca on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. What's up, Devin? That's why, that's, why when, that's why Miami can't have good things in Anytime something is going good with the Heat or the Dolphins, people like you and, and Theo, you guys lose all objectivity when it comes. If I have to listen to Mike McDaniel one more time, if I got to hear that he's such a genius, that Jalen Water player, you have seen it 10, 12, 13, 14 times. Yep. Oh, Mike McDaniel. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, goodness. You guys know the Dolphins are going to have to go to Baltimore and they are going to lose. They yeah. are going to lose. They are not going to win the Super Bowl. You know that. But you guys get all hyped up and puffed up and make it seem like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not a reality that the Dolphins. The Dolphins are not going to win. And Mike McDaniels is not the first player's coach. He is not the innovator of any offense. I heard they said something about a guy named Chip Kelly one time. Look at where he is. So we got to put some caution into the wind, you know. And also, those celebrations suck. That's oh! Celebration I have uh, no idea what the celebration Stone, you know you didn't know what that celebration was. I was looking at it. I was of like, course not, doing? brother. I thought it was, was whack. Like, what? Oh, yeah, that was whack. And then after they get everybody, like, it's a roller coaster. I'm like, I've never, that must be a roller coaster down in Miami someplace because yeah. the roller coasters in, in Universal do not go that way. Uh-huh. So oh, all of this hype about the Dolphins, please. Let's take it a little easy, Ken, because when they lose to the Ravens, you're going to come up with one of your smart soliloquies and you're going to dissect all the updates and all of that and all of that because you know how you go anyhow. Uh-huh. But I appreciate you supporting your team at the same time. But please, pump the brakes. I don't want to hear nothing more about Mike McDaniels for the rest of the playoffs. Please. Uh, thank you, Devin. Happy holidays. Uh, do you want to hear a puckgasm real quick? <laughs> do we want to hear a puckgasm? Yeah, I like that. All right. Uh, this is a hockey play-by-play broadcaster uh, having what appears to be uh, an orgasm in the MJHL. This is his goal call. Oh, wow. Uh, here we go. I mean, not really, but listen, you'll <laughs> understand. Here we go. MJ, uh, yes, the MJHL. Here we go. Joey Bielikazzi turns back. Looks like they're doing a little reverse. You might see in football. And here comes Bazin. He's got some speed. He's split the D. Oh, Oh, what are you going to do? He's shooting the room, Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this, look at look that! Look at this, look at that! Look at this, look at that! It's a dirty that. dangle. You can't play that in the airport. Yeah, that was a dirty dangle. That was pretty hot. On that note, let's get I, ready for the roofclaim.com <laughs> Boca Raton Bowl, shall we? Yeah, baby. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Have a great weekend. We're back next week for two shows. Theo Stone, I'm Ken. Bye-bye. Peace.